morning. Jim's message on Mother's Day spoke to me, and I was that hypocrite that he talked about. But I would like to share with you how God has been changing that. I should begin my story with a short history of my life. This in no way is meant to place blame or to invite pity, but rather to allow you to identify with some of the challenges I have faced and examine my wrong responses to them. I had a pain-filled childhood. During my childhood years, I experienced severe emotional, physical, and sexual abuse. I was raised by an angry, physically abusive, religious, fanatic father. My mother was emotionally abusive, manipulative, and untrustworthy. My parents were very poor, so I worked through high school and college to pay my tuition and cost of living. Even into my adulthood, my parents were angry, controlling, and manipulative to the point of damaging my own marriage. In retrospect, I realized that my parents dealt with their own dysfunctional childhood in surviving in surviving the Holocaust by inflicting abuse in our home. In 1978, I graduated from Calvin College with poor grades and could not find a job. My option at the time was to pursue a career in real estate. I was hired. Sales were slim in my first two years, and I remember my mother telling me to get a real job. My first real estate car was a 72 Audi with rusted floorboards that I would park around the corner so that clients wouldn't see the smoke. I had one sport coat that went with many colors so I could change my tie and the pants to match. In August of 79, I married my wife, Loreen. As my career advanced, we started a family. Over time, my sales increased each year. But during all that time, my life was not really in sync with God. Most of the time, I was not emotionally connected or even present. This detachment continued for many years. Several years ago, I started to ask myself, have I sacrificed my family on the altar of career? Have I sacrificed my relationship with God on the altar of career? Have I sacrificed my relationship with my wife on the altar of success? The answer is yes. And the journey up the ladder of success has brought much material wealth. I was addicted to work, closing the deal, success, and accumulating wealth. In 1995, I joined Promise Keepers. I attended conferences, read literature, started a small group, and I thought I was on my way to real spiritual living and intimacy with God. My spiritual high was short-lived. I believed I could serve God and money. Fast forward to year 2008. 
In a time period of approximately 12 months, my life fell apart. In September, the market crashed. Our office phones were dead. And I actually thought about looking for a different career. I watched friends and clients lose everything. Things got worse. I got a letter from the IRS and went through a year and a half audit. I was involved in a two-year lawsuit that went to the Michigan Court of Appeals. I had a real estate partner who filed bankruptcy. The banks were calling our notes in other partnerships. My wife and I were involved in a construction project on our Lake Michigan home. My mother broke her hip. One of my daughters had two unexpected surgeries. My oldest daughter moved to Alabama. My twin sister broke the family secret and shared the sexual abuse that had occurred at the hands of my oldest brother over many years. I was serving on three boards, but I still thought I could manage on my own. As my world was crashing in, I remember one night my wife asked me, what is one of your greatest fears? I said, losing my net worth. She responded, what you fear most can become your God. When I read the book of James, one verse that resonates with me is, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. My relationship with God got lost in the confusion of a divided soul. As I began to face the truth about myself, I realized that I needed to make some hard decisions. I thrived on affirmation and was hungry for pats on the back. When I chose to live the double life, it became easy to doubt if God heard me at all. I had faith, yet I shut the door and did not allow God to control my life. When we resist the devil at every turn and choose to draw close to God, he will draw close to us. When I opened up my hidden heart and began to make choices in favor of God's will, I soon grew confident that God desired to help me. On a certain Sunday in the church bulletin, it was stated that I had resigned from our church board for personal reasons. That same Sunday, there was an announcement in the Grand Rapids Press that stated I was the top REMAX agent in the state of Michigan for the past year. There are times God allows irony in our lives to teach us a lesson and to give us perspective. I believe that God can allow great success in spite of our sins in order to teach us and to display His power and restoration when things fall apart. I knew I had to make changes. I stepped down from responsibilities that I had taken on. I quit drinking alcohol. In the past, I would stop by the local 7-Eleven and pick up a six-pack on my way home. On November 7th of 2011, I came to the conclusion that I was powerless over alcohol. 
I had to deal with the temptation of pornography by surrounding myself with safeguards, by eliminating my access to such material. My addictive behaviors were probably a way to seek pleasure or to overcome the pain in my life. That way seemed right at first, but then it became clear to me that I was on the wrong track. I was just unable to turn around on my own. The best help is to pray and to open God's Word. I have been diagnosed with ADHD, anxiety disorder, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and bipolar disorder. Psychologists have told me that these behavioral disorders may have contributed to my success as a realtor. This may be true, but I also believe that the symptoms of these disorders can be intensified and related to hidden sin, guilt, and are not having a right relationship with God. I came to understand that I have an addictive personality. I experience what can happen if you don't make time for the things of God. Busyness can be the devil's playground. I was working overtime. I was running off to another church meeting or serving on a nonprofit board. The more affirmations I received, the faster I ran for approval. I was addicted to work and accomplishments. I was hardworking and I involved myself in activities to feel worthwhile. I kept myself too busy to be in touch with my feelings. I became a slave to work. So I worked extra to take care of others and, the, and to earn the right to be loved. In fact, my work was at the heart of my self-esteem. I now seek affirmation from God and not from others. I now make it a priority to have consistent devotions, be in intentional community with others, and have enjoyed studying the book of Revelation with Bible Study Fellowship this year. The Lord in His kind way is helping me with slowing down and enjoying the moment. In February 2015, I was diagnosed with incurable leukemia. I was recently part of an early intervention trial treatment that started at the end of April. But last Sunday, I woke up with a severe reaction, which has forced me to stop taking this wonder drug. It was a reminder yet again that my life is not in my hands, but in God's. As I reflect on my life, God has been so faithful to me amidst all of my selfishness, arrogance, pride, and sin. But because of God's mercy and grace, He is making all things new. In fact, on my birthday recently, I received some overwhelmingly kind and encouraging words from my children. And recently, my oldest daughter moved back from Alabama to be my full-time assistant. God has reminded me that I am never too old or too sick to be changed into who He desires me to be. 
God has given me a wife who has been so faithful to him in weathering the storms of life that I have caused. God has provided protection for my wife and children when I was at my most hypocritical point. God has rescued me from a path of destruction. God has been faithful in my leukemia, and I can say I am thankful for the leukemia. God has surrounded me with medical providers who are believers and encourage us to rely on God. He is such a good, good father. Through your sacrificial, extravagant gift, he has provided the prayer garden, which has become a special place for me. I am so thankful for his faithfulness when I am faithless. <laughs> 